Welcome to another episode of the PhotoFX Podcast. I'm Jim Felder. I'm Robert Treywick. You're listening to the PhotoFX Podcast with your hosts, Robert Treywick and Jim Felder. Have we got a show for you today? Another fashion episode. So we we are excited. I'm excited. I don't know about Robert, but I hope the listeners are excited because they already know who's on the show because they've read the title of the episode. But unless Robert doesn't put that in the episode. And I'm just saying, um, it's very cool. I don't think we advertised it yet. I think I I left some hints, some little Easter eggs through our uh, posting online that the – there was this wonderful photographer that may or may not be a diva coming on our show today. Very cool. Yeah. I, I wouldn't call her a diva, but I, I, I'm just excited because I'm, I can't wait to hear what she's got to say about her, her career. And I mean, I've been looking at her website and, and all that. Um, so let's, let's just do it. Ready? In Oklahoma. What's that? You know what the bad thing is about the, our particular episodes the last couple of months? There's no fashion in Oklahoma. Well, besides that, I'm talking about we can't hug. Look, That's not correct. She, she, I saw her face. She, she's like her mouth open. She could not even handle being quiet for yeah. five. <laughs> Love this woman. You didn't tell me that was a requirement. Oh no. Would be quiet for any period of time. Down. I'm telling you. Well. Uh, Welcome, Dude. welcome to the show, Siobhan Thank Williams. You. Can I, Thank can you. I, can can I also say, say Chevy Vision? That that's yes, still your please. name, yeah, yeah, Chevy Vision. I love that with an that's S. Shameless. I'm into I'm into shameless plugs at Chevy Vision. Yeah, on Instagram. That's on Instagram. You also have a really great Tumblr too. I I would like. To. I do have a Tumblr, uh, but you know, I embrace the difficulties of keeping it updated. And right now, I make the the mistake, which is a mistake, of uh, just posting to Tumblr from Instagram, and it should be posted separately. But I make a lot of mistakes. Hey. Oh, I do the same thing. I send it directly. Everybody does. I don't think anybody, well, very few people actually go to Tumblr separately. But here's the question. Okay, Shivana, are you on TikTok? I am not. Really? I know nothing about TikTok. I well, saw. be careful. I have a hard time handling the platforms that I have. I'm afraid I might get addicted to it. Yeah, you will. <laughs> it's a it is, it is addicting. It's it, you'll get a you'll bust a gut most of the time. That's what I do. <laughs> hey, you sounding kind of weak back there, Jim. Oh, sorry. I was. <laughs> I'm not on the mic. There you go. I get up on that mic, baby. Go go for it all the way. All okay. right. So I understand before we got the podcast going that Siobhan and Jim actually have some intertwining back history yeah uh, jim and siobhan yeah back in the day when i was working for american floral services um when i was a a wee tyke uh uh, she was working for a a photographer as a freelancer um so i don't want to i don't want to get out give out any years but you know she was uh she was working for him and and those I can't were... remember what year it was. <laughs> well, I started working. The, I started working there in '81, so I'll say that. In the '90s, I graduated school in '81, high school, and then I started working immediately after high school. And then, but never... it was an interesting gig because it was contracted. It was eight separate contracted weeks a year, and we shot for an entire week. They brought floral designers from all over the world, very talented people, into uh, the photographer studio. And uh, we shot eight by ten. Yeah, all day long. I remember. 
Which, in the day, back in, you're going to hear this a lot, back in the day. Well, you know, what's crazy is I remember when digital first came out, when he was shooting digital, he was shooting an RGB shot. He was shooting a red shot, a green shot, and a blue shot. Does and he's like, be back? still, be still, don't move. You know, and he shot three shots. It was scanner back, and it was hell on the candles. Let me tell you. Oh gosh, yes, that was um, so cool. So anyway, that because I, I, I was I was trying to remember where I knew her from, and I didn't think it was just online, but she actually came to the place I worked and shot. And see, back then, even I was into photography, and I was so enthralled with everything that you guys were doing. You know, I was just like, wow, oh, cool. You know, especially when digital started. You know. It was so it cool. It was all continuous light, mm-hmm. which was un- kind of unusual back then, not to be shooting with strobes. I with mean, the digital, you mean? Around here. No, for the 8x10 transparency. Oh, film. right, right. Yeah. Yeah, those were a big deal for them, man, because we actually had a, uh, we had a mirror w- uh, wall. I don't know if you remember seeing it. It was the in- at the entry, the lobby of the building. I actually designed the... The, the 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 space on the wall and it had all these eight by ten <laughs> stop robert he's, he's imitating me because i'm using my hands but it had all of the uh eight by ten slots then they would put those eight, yeah, yeah transparencies and they had lit backlit and it was a mirror on the front but all those images uh you That's could see cool. I, i've never i never saw that yeah cool. i always wanted to be well they had a, i think they had a uh, what a 16 by 20 or something in the bit in the middle and then I, they had all these eight by tens and it was very very well designed, I, I should say so myself. Um, Probably that one in the middle was, remember that uh, medium uh, called Cibachrome? Yes, yeah. Big yeah. old Cibachrome. Oh. Back in the day. Ilford Prop. <laughs> back in the day. If you want to go back that far, I'm sure you've, you've done some Durotrans in your day. Yeah. Yes, sir. Make the Durotrans and hang it up. Yeah. So I just want to throw that in there that I'm back in the day as well, okay? And I'm he- way in the day even even 30 years now 20 years later maybe yeah 20 years later we were still scanning in uh transparent eight by ten transparencies on this drum scanner that we got it was that thing was a beast it was so cool and that eight by ten transparency is a beautiful medium yeah beautiful piece of film oh my god there's lots of detail but you have to be a photographer to do that you have to be a real photographer (laughs) Here's the challenge to all my little newbies out there. Go get a roll of 35 millimeter even transparency film and perfectly expose a a slide, slide film. Uh, It's unforgiving. You can push and pull it in processing just a little bit, but uh, that'll teach you how to, that'll separate the women from the girls. Yeah, I only shot a few rolls of that, and that was really cool. I shot a, a balloon, a balloon fest, you know, like a hot air balloons, and uh, that was cool to shoot and see. After oh yeah, I don't take my coat of chrome away. <laughs> that's that's Robert's ringer, I think, on his phone. It is my ringer. Is there, I'm gonna get it. Coat coat of chrome? Oh, absolutely. That is my main ringer. And then for people that annoy me, they just have the regular telephone. That's very annoying, by the way. And then was that uh, s- uh, Simon? Uh, Paul Simon. Paul Simon, yeah. I didn't know if it was Simon and Garfunkel or it was just Simon, Paul Simon. So, yeah. Well, we're really dating ourselves. Okay. Okay. Back into this century, right? Exactly. <laughs> Back in the 21st century. Hey, we've got a few listeners that will probably appreciate that. But 
to the younger people that are listening, sorry, we you know that's that's how we roll. But uh, oh. so Siobhan, you you mostly uh, shoot commercial. You don't shoot any portraits or anything, right? I mean, I do a little bit, but not. I would say that portraiture. Well, I do some commercial type portraiture, but just um, regular for the public portraiture is probably about twenty percent of my business, maybe. So I usually do that. I have typically slow months. Mm-hmm. No, but now I don't do that anymore because I'm usually traveling. Luckily, yeah. And is this travel uh, work as well as uh, leisure, or is it not uh, anymore? It used to be. Of course, I'm shooting the whole time, and yeah. I sell some travel stock. But to sell travel stock, you really have to invest. It's full time job, oh. and I'm not ready to give up shooting anymore. So I don't. You know, I may cover you know a little bit of a trip, but mostly that's just for me to get away to shoot exactly what I want and if I uh, make some travel sales that's a that's a difficult difficult market to crack so okay so you live in Oklahoma I live in Norman Oklahoma Norman Oklahoma and yeah. and you shoot you shoot for big names right I'm shooting big names baby okay so so, so <laughs> rattle off some names Oh, gosh. I also have a crappy memory. Um, let's see. Um, World Literature Today, Art Desk Magazine. I've shot for the New York Times. I shoot for the OU Athletic Department. I shoot for Southern Living when they're in town. Um, I shoot for J.C. Penney off and on. Haven't done that in a while. You know, you can drop names that you don't shoot for anymore. Yeah. Um, 405 Magazine. Um, let's see. Well, there isn't a magazine in town that I haven't seen some of your work on. I'm, I'm correct in saying that, Anna. There's not a single one. I've been around forever. I have been shooting for 44 years since I was five. <laughs> <laughs> I've had my own business uh, for 30, um, 34 years. 34 years. So. Wow. So, so we could say, is, is it true that there's no fashion in Oklahoma, but you're, are, you're shooting for people that are out of state? But there's, uh, The fashion um, fluctuates, mm-hmm. but about 30 to 35%, 30% of what I do is fashion. There is some fashion that it's a little, people are offended, and probably rightly so, when you say there's no fashion in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. It's just thin. Yeah. Really thin. I believe that. So I shoot that. for a company out of L.A. called Sugarilla. I do their commercial. Uh, I do their e-commerce. So there's a lot of e-commerce. I shoot for Balliettes, um, some personal projects. I do a lot of model portfolios from a fashion standpoint. So. Okay, on the, on the fashion world, because I don't really understand fashion. I want to shoot fashion. I even brag occasionally that I have shot fashion because I shot a lot of shoes when I was in Milan. Uh, like it was a gig. I I had a medium format camera, phase one, tethered to a laptop, and I just kept shooting photos as the girls would walk by in their shoes. That fun. Was, that's fun. That was that's that's where I got my shoe fetish from. That sounds like fun. So let's talk about fashion as an industry overall, not just related to Oklahoma, but so for our listeners. Can you give us your idea of what fashion photography is? Different photographers have different ways of perceiving that. So when someone comes to you with a fashion project, what does that normally mean to you? 
what means to me that I want to create a narrative that's based, that's whose storyline is based on the clothing, on the fashion, on the trend, whatever story it is that we're going to, is it color? Are we telling a story about color? Are we telling a story about um, the length of a dress? Are we telling a story about fabrics? So we want to do that. It, the fashion business is like any other photography business or any other business. You have to refine your, define your product, refine your product, define it, refine it, and then find a client that wants that and then find a client that wants to pay for that. And that's difficult. That's difficult in any, for any business person. Um, if you really want to be a fashion photographer, you should, you should, photographer you should probably move to LA or New York <laughs> that's where the network is I'm not saying it can't be done it's just a little bit harder so it's 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 all about networking but a fashion a fashion story is telling a narrative about fashion about this whatever the story is that you're trying to tell I think one of the main um, mistakes and challenges for a young photographer is that there's a lot of pictures of a lot of pretty girls and a lot of pretty clothes doesn't tell a fashion story. So that's again, something that's going to separate the women from the girls is being able to tell a story, find the right team, the right girl, the right wardrobe to tell the story that you want to tell and then mold the, mold the, mold the narrative according to, according to your taste. I think that's the second mistake that a lot of young photographers make for a lot of people trying to execute fashion is a taste level. Um, I spend Sundays going through magazines. I go to the bookstore and go through the magazine racks all the time. Um, fashion, it's really easy to miss. It's very easy to miss with fashion. If you've got the wrong shoe, if you don't have the, if you have the wrong girl and I'm going to say girl, of course there's men's fashion out there, but, since I'm positioned from a woman's point of view, I'm going to say a lot. I'm going to use the, I'm going to use that pronoun a lot. She, you, you, you rock whatever it is you want to rock. So yeah, cause I'm seeing that a lot and we've had uh, other photographers we spoke to talk about the same thing that if you just take a photograph of a pretty girl, that's hot, that doesn't mean that you're fashion because you're not selling the clothes, you're selling the chick. And I see a lot of photographers in Oklahoma that you know they i'm a fashion photographer and if you look at their images there are great images standalone of that particular model but they're not really selling the clothes or the clothes isn't branded or anything along those lines there's no storytelling in there it's just a pretty fake model portfolios my portfolio type thing which is great this is great i'm not denigrating any kind of kind of photography Photography's fun Photography's hard Photography's important but you know at the end of the day i'm not a I'm not an essential worker, so it, let's just tell a beautiful story and be creative and have fun with it. Oh, what do you mean you're not an essential worker? Come on, magazine. No, it's important. It, what I do is very important, but, you know, it's all about creation, and creation should be fun. The world according to Siobhan Williams. So, the photography world. You know, you take what a photographer says if it's at a workshop, and you try it on, and if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you, you know? So I may be full of shit. So who knows? No, I think I think you're. <laughs> I had to throw that one in there for you guys. <laughs> no, you know we're gonna get around to you teaching workshops in Oklahoma because there's a lot of people that like to hear from you. I've got one planned. When? Do you want to tell us? Well, anything? I don't have the dates yet. I wish I did because I would shamelessly plug it. 
but it's going to be talking about how to conceive a narrative, create the narrative, hire the right people to execute the narrative, and um, execute the finished product, and try to disseminate, sell, get your get your vision into the world. Is this a is this is this uh, your initiative thing, or is it is it a, in a conjunction with another company, like doing a, all a complete? Me, it's all me. All me. It's all, all you. Wow. All At me. your studio. Yes. Oh. Yes, we have a studio in Norman. Oh Lovely. I love it. Where do we? Up? How do we sign up? How do we get information? I'll let you know. Oh, you'll be the first to know. Wow. I want to. It's uh, two days. It's got a professional stylist named Elizabeth Wheat, who has styled in L.A. She styled for Criminal Minds and Matt and uh, Will and Grace. And it's got another L.A.-based, working here now, um, makeup artist. I'm um, looking at which, which girls to cast. So we'll talk about fashion photography. We'll talk about working with the makeup artist and the stylist and the model. Okay, when when are you we'll get to shoot, and then we'll come back the next day, and we'll edit images, and we'll look at images. And... Here, come on, give us a, give us a window so we can start planning. June or July. July. Come on, let's narrow it down better than that. Come on, we're putting you on the hot. Don't, don't put me on the spot. The Diva Workshop with Siobhan Williams. Because <laughs> <laughs> even with all that, you know, it's like it. To me, I've been trying to think of a better analogy, but great fashion is 12 o'clock. If you go 1201 or 1159, you have missed it. And it's the photographer's responsibility to put, to make sure you hit the second hand right on 12 o'clock. Um, you're responsible for the entire thing. Yeah, that's what I, I hear. I he's, he's, he's like in awe. I'm trying to take notes. Oh. I, I am. Yeah, I'm excited. I, want, I, I mean, that'll give me a chance to come see your studio. Okay, now, but but as I understand correctly, Siobhan, as the resident Norman Diva, you don't work on the weekends. So this workshop's going to be on a weekday. No, it's going to be on the weekend. Oh. Now, I just now, uh, I have worked, I believe in the creative habit. I'm going to tell you that I'm a craftswoman. You know, I don't know how talented I am, but I work really, really, really hard at it. I research it. I get up at 4.30 in the morning for some reason. If I'm not editing a job, then I'm looking at photographers that I love. Uh, let me give you a couple of names to look at. Yes. Who I'm looking at who I really love right now is uh, Eric Madigan-Heck. Okay. And then you can always look at the, look at the masters, of course, of course. I love Annie. Everybody loves Annie. Love Annie. Uh, you know, look at the old masters. Uh, even someone like Herb Brits. Oh, Herb Brits is amazing. Uh, Rodney Smith. We just lost him. Look at Rodney Smith's work. Um, Jeff Lipsky. He's the celebrity photographer du jour in L.A. I did a workshop with him. He's awesome. And let me tell you this. Um, while I'm thinking about it. Yes. I did this workshop with Jeff, Jeff Lipsky, an incredible guy, very generous. I'm always going to workshops, continuing education. I believe in it. Twyla Tharp wrote a book called The Creative Habit. It's just about working and working and working and working and working, and I love it. I've 
gone off on a tangent because your first uh, question to me was about working on the weekends. I was a tw- pretty much a 24-7, not 24-7, but I was, you know, an 80-hour a week. Um, I've cut back on that. I don't work on I don't work on Saturdays and Sundays if I can help it. And yet I'm working this Saturday. So anyway, <laughs> um, put me back on track, guys. What was I talking about before that? Looking at other photographers' work. Jeff Lipsky, will you go out with fashion? It's just like anything else. In every workshop that I've ever done, every great name that I've done, um, and I know this from from personal experience. Um, if you shoot 100, 150, 200 images, and you get one magical one, that is a good ratio. And I'm talking about really magical. So um, I just want to reassure young photographers we have. I don't know if uh, everyone else has it. have a tendency to think that every single frame out of our camera should be award-winning. And that's not the case. It's just not the case. You've got to work at it. you got to keep plugging, keep plugging, keep working. Keep learning your craft. Um, and I'm going out on another tangent right now. Well, I was just going to say that the pros don't show their 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 bad stuff. They don't show the blurry ones. They, they're just going to present the, the good yeah. ones, right? I mean, this guy showed us. I mean, he shot Sharon Stone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jennifer Lawrence, who's a blinker, by the way. Um, <laughs> and they, everybody makes the same mistakes. They just don't. They just have the control and they know their equipment and their team that they don't make very many of them. But the, you know, the magic that's created between a photographer and subject, it happens. It's your job to make it happen, but it's not going to happen with every frame. Okay, so let's go back to the inspiration where you can look at magazine. <laughs> because we've, we've actually asked this question before. So what are the magazines you feel that you look at now represent uh, a good study material for a new photographer looking at fashion images on what to emulate? Um. Vogue, Bazaar, L, uh, W is kind of pretty artsy fashion photography, but there's a lot, there's a whole lot on the, on the stands right now. There's one called another, there's a uh, kinfolk is a different kind of photography. Um, there's one called Lula. Uh, what else? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned W magazine though, because I, a friend of mine told me that like eight years ago, like if you want to know where it's going, get W magazine and I have a hard time swallowing out of focus motion blurred. Like, what are you trying to tell me in this photo? They paid money for I am not, I am not a giant fan of the photography. I appreciate the photography in W it's certainly not anything that's close to my aesthetic and perhaps cause I spent years perfecting trying to make a really nice <laughs> sharp image. The, I, I think probably those imagers are executed um, on purpose like that so that it's not just an accident. Oh, uh, so. But, yeah. But the idea that it looks low-tech, it's not my, it's not my aesthetic. But I, I appreciate it, but it's not, it's not anything that I enjoy. Like, I, don't take, I don't take that one anymore. I take Vogue, Bazaar, and Ill. Yeah. Oh, the gold standard, Vogue. But, you know... It depends on what you want to do now. Vanity Fair is sometimes has fashion portraits. And I also don't, um, I don't cotton to the idea that you should just be shooting one thing or looking at one thing. If you want to be a fashion photographer, look at Vanity Fair, look at portraits, look at, look at every kind of photography there is 
and you're going to get ideas here and glimpses here or go to the, you know, go to the art museum. Um, you know, who, who knows where your inspiration comes. So all of that is about studying what is out there available being produced and then finding some way for you to tell your story related to that kind of genre. Mm-hmm. And, you know, honestly speaking, I, I have a little bit of a, an aesthetic that Siobhan Williams, but I'm kind of a good artist borrow, great artist steal. Uh, <laughs> if you can discover, and this is the hard part, I'm not saying that I've ever done it or that it's easy to do, but if you can discover an aesthetic that is true, truly your own and is unique, you know, you're halfway there. And then there's the marketing and, I don't want to talk about that, but uh, that's why I said go to um, Eric Madigan Heck. Yeah, I'm there. I'm, I've looked at some of his stuff. Wow. Yeah, he's and got what's that other new guy's name. W O U L D T Christian Wolt. Let's see. I might have it right here. Hey Jim, send me that link. Would you? He's an old one. You can't see this. Let's see. Yeah, absolutely. Peter Hujar. He's passed away. What's this? I got all my stuff here. Look, you know who this is? Uh, no. Why does that look familiar? Yeah, it's a Lola Alvarez Bravo. That looks very familiar. My girl, Frida. That is awesome. Who else? You know what you can do, too? This is really great idea I want to share with you. Go to the big, big artist representatives websites, um, art and commerce, CLM, or even the big uh, model houses, Wilhelmina, et cetera, et cetera. And look at that photography, especially the, the, um, especially the big artist representatives. Can you specify on that? Art and commerce. I'm, I'm going to try to see if I can look it up like this. I have a lot of them. And commerce. Uh, you know, you've got a Google machine. <laughs> yes, we sure do. <laughs> I, gave her, I gave her the crickets. <laughs> Sorry. Did a Google word? That was no. awesome. You got a Google machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I love that because I, I want to tell people that all the time. But Siobhan says, use your Google, Google machine. machine. That is awesome. That's going to be in my text. Oh, somebody asked me a question. Another, another resource that will take you to photographer's reps is um, a photo editor. Does everyone follow that blog? Oh, absolutely. I follow every Rob, Sunday. What's his name, Rob? Somebody? Yes. Yes, a photo editor. I actually read that on Sundays. I read all the new uh, the new updates. I love seeing the creative packages and marketings. Yeah, don't you wish you could get some of those? Uh, every once in a while, he'll share an estimate. Oh my God, have you seen those estimates? Five figure, six figure estimates. Like, I'll give you one of those just once. Yeah, yeah, I dropped down $800, and they're like, oh, you're too high. I'm like, dude, look at this guy. Look what he's doing. It's $55,000. And then you got a license. One day, four models one day in the studio. I know. It's freaking nuts. I hate that. So what about locally? I'm going to put a little, I'm going to put a little, uh, the world according to Siobhan Williams right here. Okay, do it. 
And here's what I want everybody to be promoting the value of photography and the value of what you do, because you are studying, you are working, you are buying equipment. Your time is valuable. You're, you're, you're valuable. Um, I want to discourage people from saying when they're doing an estimate or creating a price list that this and such is $250 and you get everything. <laughs> I don't care if you charge a dollar for the images, but you are, hey, you're shooting yourself in the foot for future profits. Secondly, when you charge someone for a photo shoot, you're charging them for your creativity, for your knowledge, for your years of study, for your talent. And anything you do after that is over and above. It's a different product completely. And you devalue other people's work when you give everything away. So anyway, that's just me on my soapbox. I don't care if you charge $5 for 10 images. You'll go out of business, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that happens more than not. You need to sell your retouch. How, how, how long does it take you to sit down at your computer and pull your image up and retouch it? You know? No, I don't do any of that stuff. We have, we just send that stuff out. I, I, it's right out of the camera. It's already perfect. I don't have to do anything. Don't even joke about that. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> we just transfer it from the camera right to our cell phones and just email it to them. Oh, and another thing about fashion. Buy a freaking steamer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have oh, one, actually. Get a steamer. I bought oh, that just for my background. Get a steamer and some of those little clamps and make sure it fits. Okay. Yeah. And make sure it's not dated. Do your study. Study your fashion. Yeah. Uh, fashion photographers know everything about all the brands and all the labels. That's true. Or or we go find a stylist that does. And let me just stick to the damn lighting. <laughs> yeah, but you got to know a little bit about it, too. You got to know about the lengths, you know, how long is it supposed to be? Uh, is this color trendy? Is it going to be dated? Is it dated? Do you know, is this, you know, um, nude color patent leather platforms, five inch stiletto. Don't do that. That's not, that's not now. That's not now. You can do it. You'd maybe put a pretty picture, but someone's going to see, uh, you know, a, an art director is going to see that and understand that you don't know anything about fashion. I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, if I'm it won't live in your portfolio for very long. Yeah, I guess you got to rotate that out. And print your work, especially with fashion. Print it. Find a printer. Print it. Everyone's used to looking at it on their, you know, on a what three by three inch phone. Yeah. If you so want to separate the men from the girls, if you want to go up, make a good print and have a printed portfolio. And where do you put those? Give them away, or or what you do you do? Well, you put them in a portfolio and oh. shop them, shop them around, send them out. Yeah. Do it, you know, print a print a five by seven card and send it out. Okay. I, I, I love that. So did I read something on your website that you're doing some kind of printing, Siobhan? Oh, you read that that's how I started. Is that what I read? Yeah, I was a custom color printer at a wet lab from 19 and uh, what was it? 78 to 1982. Color Chrome in Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah, I remember them. Yeah. Oh my God! We we sent a lot of our stuff over there, didn't we? That was awesome. That was the glamour shop people. Uh -uh. No. No. 
No? Color nope. chrome? Mm-hmm. Think of- That's not. You're trying to think of that. I'm uh, thinking of Oklahoma City. They're still there. Wow. That's... Well, they did glamour shots and then and the did color... Party picks. party picks, yeah. Yes, that's it. Party picks. They're the still there. Stuff. Okay, so what are you engaged in? I, I want to go back real quick on the whole working thing. Because I tell people all the time, I work all the time. I may not answer the phone when you call because I'm I'm working on me, but I, I work all the time, even on vacation, even on my birthday. It doesn't make a difference to me. I'm always doing something. But you mentioned that you're not doing it on the weekends. Well, that's new. I see you as a person that doesn't stop, but your mind always <laughs> So what do you do when you're not shooting? Well, you know, primarily I've turned into this person who, if I'm not shooting, I'm usually gone. For, of course, under the current environment, I won't be traveling for a while. I might get in the car and go to Santa Fe as soon as they say it's okay. <laughs> but uh, I'm usually gone uh, in January. I'm usually gone in July. And uh, unless I'm getting on a plane, I'm actually at home looking at the I, – I, sometimes I wish – during this interview, that it, it there was a, there was video, it was visual, because I would show you my library of photograph monographs that I look through on Saturdays and Sundays, and I look through, and I also do a lot of editing on the weekends of my travel photography, and send that out. Maybe we need to continue this video, or we need to continue this interview like part two, and we'll just come to your house and do it with video cameras. You can come to my studio, and then we can come to my house. That would be cool. Very cool. We, we have a we have a YouTube channel and we do some video as well. Oh my God, that would be so awesome! I would love to get a. You know what? Let's do that. We should set up a studio tour with Siobhan. Yeah, absolutely. We could push that for her workshop that she's going to have in. Let me look at my calendar. It's going to be it's going to be mid July because I'm available that weekend. How <laughs> many of your listeners are um, pro? How many are pro am? How many are am? On, on our listeners? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, I would say we're probably 60% five years or less photographers. Okay. Okay. And then we have a 20% where they're, they're pros, but they've been doing it for like less than 10 years. And then we have a very minute area of. Uh, All these. All these spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah, the people that uh, kind of check in on us occasionally, like we'll get some email. They're like, "Hey, I listened to your podcast," and be like, "Holy crap! Did Tony Corbell listen to our podcast?" <laughs> hey, and, just, and by the way, let me just put this in there. We we do. I I appreciate our listeners that that do chime in and send us an email or or a text or whatever. Right. I I love that because it makes all the difference because we know that's somebody's right. out there listening. Who doesn't love? to just sit around for an hour and geek out about photography. Yeah, exactly. It's the best thing in the world. The best oh. thing in the world to talk about photography. So what makes you geek out the most, Siobhan? photography. Okay, all right. But like gear, are you a gearhead? Oh, no. No, no. No, no as a matter but that's how I mean, uh, let me take that back. I know how to work my tool. Yes. I was just thinking about that. For you guys that are under five years in photography, if you can't say two, eight, four, five, six, eight, 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 e
then you need to go back and do some studying. Your hand has to be able to move around that camera and understand what the concept is of one stop and how one stop relates to your uh, sensitivity of the media, which is your ISO, your amount of light, which is what? Your aperture and your duration of light, which is what? Your shutter speed. All of those work in one stop increments. Actually, they work in third stops so that you can control and tell your story and be in control. The fun part comes when you know that camera and your hand can move around that camera as much as you can. I encourage you not to think of an f-stop as 789, which is digital. Oh, God, no. Right? 28456, 8, 11, 16, 22, 32, 45, 64. Yeah, if you know your camera. I had no trouble. I had no trouble. Well, I had trouble with Photoshop when I first... I didn't go digital for a long time because I was shooting two and a quarter transparency, two and a quarter slide film, mm -hmm. beautiful medium. And digital wasn't good enough for me until a certain point. And by that time I was behind on um, imaging and Photoshop, but a transition in the camera, a camera is a camera is a camera is a camera. Yes. It works on sensitivity of the media, duration of light, amount of light. And those three all coincide with one another. So if you have a good exposure, you have to know how to change. If you need to change because you want a smaller depth of field, how you coordinate that in any way. Anyway, and the whole world of digital opens up if you expose it properly, just like a piece of film. So Anyway, that's another one of my soapbox things. It's, it's no, good. I love the soapbox because I want to jump in on that because you said something that always – it always drives me nuts when I hear young photographers mention, um, hey, I just got this new camera, and um, I have to play with it to get used to it. And I can understand that where, where some of the buttons and dials are going to be in different places, but I always tell them, I say, hey, have you ever traveled and rented a car? And they're like, oh, God, absolutely. I well, said, you, have you rented a car and sat in the car and said, well, this is not the same as my Kia at home? So I got to sit here for a day and figure out where all the knobs are at. No, you just get in and kind of figure it out. Same thing with the camera. If you know the basics, it's nothing more than a dumb, stupid box. It's all it is. Look at the owner's manual. And you carry it with you all the time. I, mine's in a PDF on my, on my iPhone. Yeah, same thing. Same idea. Oh, you're so new world. You're so 20th century. Thank you. I carry my, I carry my uh, camera uh, instruction booklet, you know, everywhere I go. It's in my camera. Talking about camera. Not in a while, but. Let's talk about cameras. What's your favorite camera of all time? If you had no, what would be the camera? What's your What's your iconic camera you would love to shoot with? Well, I love my, uh, we call it Mami Yaya, Mamiya 645. We shot transparency on that. But I still have the 8x10. I still have three 4x5s. I still have the Rolleiflex, the Mamiya 6x7, two Mamiya 645s. I finally got rid of my Nikon system. I shot Nikon originally. And when we went digital, my first good digital back then was a Fuji. And Fuji, you know, has that patented hexagonal pix. Uh, <laughs> I know that's as far as I go with the technical. It's okay. um, we're Fuji. It was, on, it was on a Nikon body, and the flesh tones, that hexagonal pixel, the flesh tones were close to film. That's what I miss about film is flesh. But um, 
then, so I needed to upgrade, and I went to a Canon, whatever, a Nikon, whatever it was back then. And I could not get the color right. Back then, I was doing a lot, a lot of fashion catalog. And you've got to get appropriate, a good color. Have to. Right. On color transparency film. So we were using a color meter, and you, and you had to filter it for uh, white balance. There was no clicking a knob there. I still use my old color meter. Anyway, um, then right out of the box, uh, Canon uh, kind of uh, kind of took the lead. And at that point, I'm not a geek. I said, what are all the fashion charts for shooting in New York City? And it was Canon. So I changed my entire system to Canon. As a matter of fact, it's kind of historical. Um, I think it was AP dropped their Canon, dropped their Nikon system and went Canon. Now it's, you know... And, and, you know, then Nikon pulls ahead. Then Canon pulls ahead. Yeah. It's my belief right now that they're pretty comparable. But I'm a Canon girl now. Oh. We won't hold that against you. That's okay. Better not. <laughs> she won't let us come over. A camera is a camera. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it, it doesn't matter. It's a camera. Yeah, especially today with digital. I mean, gosh, they're all they're all good. They all have their strengths and weaknesses, but or different. You know, I gotta because uh, I'm kind of not really a spring chicken. I got a mirrorless. I got an AR, Sony AR. Oh, uh, cool! Did you have a Canon R? No, it... Sony. Yeah, but Canon has a mirrorless one that's pretty sweet. Yeah, I've gotten it. I, I should look at it, but I don't like it yet. Yeah, you don't. Like because you don't have it. I bought smaller cameras before, and I end up going back to. I gotta have something heavy. I gotta have something in my hand that's got some weight. Where there's weight, there's value. I guess I don't know. I gotta be able to hold on to it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, you cracked me up. I you love. Know, I'm not talking much about fashion, but you know. Hey, that's okay. It's okay because we're gonna get to go back and do this again in your studio and talk about fashion. Yeah, hey, but it. We can we can get a girl and I think I, th I say girl we we're guy, but I'm you know I street and bring it to mostly you mostly picture because when hey when I started pardon me we just bring somebody off the street and say hey come with us and we can do that Siobhan make her a star ugly people I've ever I think yeah I think your internet is just choking because you just choked yeah you, we, didn't, we didn't hear anything you said people are beautiful yes <laughs> I'll be your model I can do action shots <laughs> I can do it I can handle that so anyway yeah, fashion portrait of narrative doesn't require a pretty girl it's easier this is the thing about photography in general but fashion specifically is this you just need to put yourself in the best place to be successful so you have the best girl you have the best clothes you have the best stylist you have the best makeup artist and you get all the credit <laughs> yeah okay well hey let's go down that road for a second here so who who are you going to recommend as the best stylist in Oklahoma? And who's the best hair and makeup in Oklahoma? Oh, there's a lot. There's, we have talent here. 
the stylists, let's see, uh, Philip Washington, Elizabeth Wheat, Jack, uh, Jack, oh, what's her name? Linda Tripp, uh, lots of, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if you're listening, I'm forgetting your name. Makeup artist, Sharon Tab, Alex Ford, Teresa Lutz, Tony Marlowe, uh, Jenny Hausman, and there's some hair people. Oh, what's that girl's name? Uh, I'm forgetting her name. She's going to get mad at me. Um, uh, she probably doesn't listen. <laughs> oh, you, you might be surprised. That you we, might be surprised who listens to You know, to if us. you go back a few years, we had Sharon Tab on our show. We did. We yeah. did. Yeah. Oh, I think she froze on us. You froze up. Hello, Sharon. No, I mean, Siobhan. <laughs> what? Okay, there she goes. Froze momentarily. Is it because the video's on? Do we need to turn it off? No. We're running right on, right on time because this is so much information with an iconic person like you. <laughs> iconic. And that means I'm old. That you have invited us to your studio. I would love for you to come to my studio. It's great. You know, I think at this point, one of the most important things I can do and want to do is help young photographers. I'm not going to give away all the secrets, but I want to help young. And I especially just uh, want, you know, when I started this, it was a serious boys club. Let me tell you. Oh, yeah. I believe that. And there are some areas of photography that are still a little bit boys clubs. So, um, I like to mentor young people, and I like to. I always have two. I usually have two two employees. They're usually two young women, who are. Um... Hello, did you get frozen again? Oh. oh, we okay. We got two young women that died. Yeah, they didn't die, but no, <laughs> I have two employees. Usually, two young women who want to be photographers. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, the young men. Okay. I'm, I'm, I, I got a girl shop. Man. Yeah. I got a girl shop. <laughs> I mean, I'm not opposed. I'm not discriminating. I just. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Oh, I got a question. Have you ever worked with or, or, or do you follow uh, Dixie Dixon? No. You don't. Do you know of her? No. Do I need to know her? Really? Okay. Dixie Dixon. She's a, she's an icon shooter, but she's, she's. She's yeah, absolutely she, adorable. <laughs> she's a photographer. She's really good. Um, but uh, I didn't know. I just just a question. I, I I love her. She's she's adorable. Hey, there's a new. I gave you those names. There's a new gal I'm following on Instagram called uh, the her Instagram's called Save Mom. It's called what? Always doing these fashion animations, kind of collages. Can you repeat animations. the name? Can Save you? Molly. On Instagram, Save Molly. Look up Stay Molly. It's real. I mean, this stuff is. Oh, and what's the other one? Mindy Birdlegs. Birdlegs? Mindy Birdlegs. She's doing some collages, and Save Molly is doing some animated collages. Both of these things are, they're kind of cutting edge and they're forward, and they're getting a lot of work out of it because it's new and fresh and different, and it's their own. That's cool. Aesthetic, and, you know, they've made it their own. Oh, I'm. Young women. Oh my God, my feet is going to be so. F- Whoa. Okay. What kind of fashion is that? Okay, that's a good one. I like that. Save Molly is pretty good. I'm going to look. Save Molly. That one. That one was great. Okay, well, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up and we're going to touch bases with you. Stay on the line. 
We're going to go ahead and sign off with the recording. Stay on the line, Siobhan. Let's see if we can set something up to come by and see you at your studio. Okay. Happy, happy picture taking. It's fun. It's been a rewarding career. It's a great life. You know, photography is good. Be good to you. It's uh, the best ever. So, it, you know, we're going to put show notes on here about your workshop. So can we just uh, put your email on there and have people email you if they're interested in that workshop? Yeah, be lovely. Okay, good. Because I want to make sure that you get that. So, uh, and follow me at Chevy Vision. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're gonna put all that information on there on the show notes so that our listeners can find you. Okay. Don't worry, they're going to find you. Okay, I expect a hundred new followers tomorrow. <laughs> all right. A hundred will hit, but you know, at least you know four or five grumpy old men that just. Okay. okay. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you everybody. Thank you. Oh, awesome. Much we appreciate it. Okay, listeners, we're gonna wrap this one up and we're gonna talk to Siobhan Williams off air and see if we can set up a video interview with her in her studio, seeing all her wonderful cameras and how she makes magic. So go check out the show notes where you can find all the information on how to follow this wonderful photographer as well as her email address. You can talk to her about our upcoming workshop in June or July. We're all hoping for middle of July, FYI, because Jim and I are off on that weekend. And um, is that it, Jim? Do you have uh, a guest next week? Who's? Oh, no, I don't have a guest next week yet. Maybe, okay. maybe she can refer us one. Maybe, maybe we'll have one of the young ladies that's her employees that she's helping be our next interviewer. Interviewee. Oh, interviewee. Okay. Yeah. Well, are you doing fashion next? Yeah. Yeah, it's fashion for the month. Fashion for the month. Uh, okay. I'll give you we've some got, ideas after you sign off. We've got three more Sundays, three more weeks. Well, how do you say his name again? Charlie Noonschwander. Yeah, Noonschwander last he, week. Yeah, Charlie Noonschwander. He's actually shot for 405. Yes. Have cool you, stuff. Have you heard of I, him, Siobhan? Oh, yeah. I am. Um, uh, yes. Okay. He and I, he and I communicate some. Sweet. He's a lucky guy. <laughs> We're lucky now, though. Right. Okay. Well, let's let's uh, let's sign off. And uh, thanks again for listening. We appreciate all of our listeners. Uh, keep keep subscribed and keep listening. And uh, stay tuned for more fun with fashion. Hey, thanks for listening. You can find Jim at jimfelder.com and Robert at treywickimages.com. Send us an email at twins at photofactspodcast.com or voicemail at 405-585-6337. Check out our YouTube Photofacts channel for weekly tips and tricks. Visit our Facebook page for news and discussion. Please help others find this podcast by reviewing us on iTunes. We really appreciate your support.